A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today, we got a crazy story of a kid trying to kill someone else's dog. But first, a story from Could You Imagine? Parents abandoned my brother and me and now feel entitled to my love. My parents don't like my brother, 19-year-old male, and me, 16-year-old male. My dad doesn't like my brother because he suspects that he isn't really his child, long story, and for me, I have no idea why. When I was three and my brother was six, my parents had my twin brother and sister and felt they didn't have enough time to take care of four kids. I don't know why though, my mom doesn't work and is a housewife. They sent me and my brother to live with my grandfather who lives in South Korea. We're Korean. We lived there until I was 10 and then moved to England again. Throughout this whole period, I had talked to my parents on the phone, but very rarely, maybe once every four months. It went like this. We'd call, ask to visit, they'd say it's too far, and then queue the next four months. When we moved back to England, I don't know why we were still too far, but at this point I resented them for not caring enough. Recently, they asked me and my brother to move back, and since my grandfather's getting old, we agreed. We did think there was an ulterior motive involved, but so far, we don't know what. My parents don't seem to have changed at all, according to my brother who remembers what they were like, and treat us with an air of indifference. They spoil my younger brother and sister, who are demons by the way, and give them everything they want, from money without reason to any game or clothes they want. I guess we were being too cold because my parents went on and on yesterday about how we don't appreciate them and that kids should love their parents. I think that's BS, especially coming from them. Parents should love their kids too, right? Not leave them with their grandfather, call every four months, and suddenly ask me to move back after not seeing them in person for 13 years. I definitely don't blame OP or their siblings for having any resentment against their parents because... Yeah, it literally does feel like they just don't really care. At some point, if your parents never really reciprocated anything or never really initiated enough, would you rather just cut them off instead of trying to keep making it work or keeping up appearances every quarter of the year? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from many seaweed 7153 My boyfriend's parents are embarrassed he chose a community college instead of a university. First, let me start with his sister. His sister decided to go to a university in California. They bragged about it all over Facebook. They pay for her tuition, her apartment, rent, grocery, etc. It totals over $100,000. When my boyfriend told his parents he wanted to go to a community college, his parents, more specifically his mom, got so upset she cried about it. Then, because he actually chose the community college, they decided to make him pay for everything, which includes his tuition and his car payments, which is about $5,000 to $10,000. She begged him to go to a university, and she also asked me to dinner just so she can beg me to make him choose a university. FYI, he's transferring to a university after community college. To go further, his sister's an acting major and got an award, which they bragged all about. Meanwhile, she also got a DUI. His mom was more concerned about people finding out in our hometown than actually dealing with the problem. May I mention they paid for the lawyer and never really punished her in any way? 
When finding out their daughter was arrested and spent a night in the county jail, they bailed her out and the first thing they, his mom said, was people are gonna see her wearing an ankle bracelet? My boyfriend got a 4.0 and an award, to which she never mentioned anywhere on her Facebook or even congratulated him. He's an engineer major, has super hard classes, stays up late doing homework, meanwhile also working at his dad's office part-time slash full-time, while his sister hasn't had a job since starting college three years ago. Now his younger sister's choosing TCU, which again they bragged all about, they'll pay for everything just like his other sister. So basically, she's more concerned about her image and bragging rights over anything else. And when they embarrass her, they punish them. My boyfriend got the worst of it all because of community college. I think it's such a shame that for a lot of people, community college has this like stigma about it as if like going there means you're just not good or smart enough to go elsewhere like a proper university. I mean, I went to a community college and I saw so many people that were getting hands-on work in a career field that they're going to be able to work in for the rest of their lives. And I also saw, frankly, a lot of people who were going back to school, some 50 plus years old, to get a whole new lease on their life and get new job opportunities. And I just think it sucks that somehow people find a way to look down upon that. And even those who don't qualify for university and then go to a community college, they're going to learn a proper career building job there. It's not like some reject secondary school. Our next story is from Lynn Silver, entitled Mother at a Park. Background, I was born in Japan, moved all over the place and know a lot of languages, but Japanese is my native. I also have a friend who we'll call Ethan. He's learning English and is also from Japan. The story, me and Ethan were skateboarding around a park and getting kind of close to some kids, but we both had control. At one point, we started doing tricks. Ethan fell and scraped his arm, so we both got off. Then, from the distance, I hear someone coming to us. A mother with her kid said, Excuse me, you can't do that here. This is a park. Ethan, who was clueless, said, I, uh, we're sorry, very sorry. The mother said, No need to sound like a freaking R-word, just talk like a normal person. Ethan in Japanese said, What's she saying? I reply back, She's just being a witch. Ethan starts cracking up, and the mother says, Why are you laughing? What are you saying about me? You need to leave now. There are kids here, and you guys are being reckless. I say, look, we weren't being... She cut me off. No need to lie, just leave before I call the police. Me in French said, Let me get more than three words out. She replies, This is America. We speak English. If you don't leave, I'll call the cops. I say in Swedish, I don't care at all. Then in Japanese to Ethan I say, let's go. We left the park, to which I yelled at her in Vietnamese, by which we left and never heard anything from the cops and never saw her again. How much do you guys want to bet that OP and their friend are going to live rent free in this entitled mother's mind? As every hour on the dot she goes back to that experience and thinks, ooh, if only I knew what they said about me, what did they say about me? They were calling me names, weren't they? By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories, like this next story from Miradonna, My Entitled Mother Strikes Again. I have a birthday close to now and wanted to invite the guests in smaller parties this year. This means my dad and his girlfriend in one party, then my mother and her boyfriend in a second party, and my boyfriend's family in a third party. My reasoning is that whenever my mother's around people she doesn't see often, she'll make herself the center of the party. 
If someone tells about having been sick, she'll repeat the story of her hospitalizing flu in 2019. It's been three years and I've heard this story 50 plus times. It doesn't help telling her it's a repeat story. It doesn't help interrupting her and telling her the next part of the story. She wants to tell it and rake in pity. This woman has no interesting stories at all. She talks about her illnesses and stories other people have told her. She can't hold any secrets because she needs to be interesting to other people. My father and my boyfriend's family despises her. For the above reasons, I've decided to split up my birthday parties. I called her on a Tuesday, inviting her and her boyfriend over for Saturday. She didn't pick up her phone and she doesn't listen to messages. I've texted her before and received an answer two weeks later, which is why I don't text her anymore. During the week, I made plans two other Saturdays with the two other parties. Friday rolls around and she actually calls me back. She says, why'd you call me OP? I say, it doesn't matter now, it's too late. She says, tell me. I say, okay, if you asked for it. I wanted to invite you guys over for tomorrow, but I never heard back. She said, who else is coming? I said, it was just going to be you guys. She says, you haven't invited anyone else then? I say, yes, just at other dates. I wanted to have more time talking with each of my guests in smaller parties. I didn't want to subject anyone else to my mother if it isn't clear by now. She says, when's your father invited for? I say, why? She says, invite us for that same date. The more the merrier. I say, no. She says, come on, don't be such a spoil sport. I say, I want smaller parties, you know, Asperger's and all. She says, it won't be fun at all then. I say, you can come to my birthday next year, but even if you were to get an invite this year, would you actually come to celebrate me or just talk to the other guests? Silence. Then mother says, that's not a nice thing to say. I brought you up better than this. I hit a nerve. She can't stand to be made to look at herself in a mirror. I say, well, that's how it is. Deal with it. She says, I have a lot of things to do today. We'll talk another time. She hung up on me. I wasn't sad, more like business as usual when she doesn't get her way. She's the type of person mocking others and then just laughing it off as a joke afterwards. Most people don't want to be told that their baby looks like a piglet because of its parents. Most people don't want to be reminded about that error they made 10 years ago. People don't take kindly to the question, are you pregnant or fat? She doesn't bat an eye shaming people publicly and is unapologetic afterwards. She has close to no friends and most people actively avoid her. Events like my birthday make a rare opportunity for her to socialize, at which I think she tries to make up for the last year of missing socializing. I can understand her somewhat, but I don't expect the remainder of the guests to do so. She wants to see my father, not me, I'm sure. Gee, I wonder why he hasn't returned her calls for years. I kind of agree with OP on this. In a way, I do feel bad for OP's mom. You know, they don't really have anybody in their life to regularly talk to or socialize with. But yeah, at the same time, it's a result of their actions and just them being a person that, frankly, nobody wants to spend time around. Our next story is from Kylie Tells. I'm sorry your kids hurt themselves? This happened last week, maybe last Saturday or so. I, 14-year-old male, work a weekend job teaching and assisting children in a dance school, and I honestly love it. I've been attending that dance school ever since I was three, and I'm quite good friends with the owner. We're such good friends that she offered to give me the job in the first place, and honestly I couldn't appreciate her more for it. 
However, working there has taught me that not only do I have to deal with bratty children, but also with their entitled parents. I mainly teach gymnastics at the school, which obviously involves a lot of dangerous equipment. And as there's times where I don't have a teaching assistant, I have to demonstrate the moves to the children. So on Saturday, we were practicing some work on the beam, and I told all the children to gather near the corner of the room so they could watch me practice. However, there's these two children, twins, one boy and one girl. Let's call them Entitled Boy and Entitled Girl. The thing about Entitled Boy and Entitled Girl is that they will do absolutely anything but listen to me. And obviously that peeves me off so much. I told the children to gather and watch me demonstrate. An entitled boy rolled his eyes and stayed very close to the mirrors at the front of the studio. His sister followed suit. Entitled boy and entitled girl are only eight, so I'm not unaccustomed to them not listening, but they take it to the very extreme. One rule we have in my gymnastics class is that we never, ever go on any equipment if someone else is on it or if I'm not watching. Not even I am allowed to go on any equipment when there's a student on it. This will become important momentarily. I got slightly annoyed that Entitled Boy and Entitled Girl weren't listening to me, so I hopped off the beam and started walking over to them. I said that if they didn't want to listen, I could sit them outside and they would have to explain to their parents why they weren't participating. Neither of them budged. So I grabbed each of them by the arm, not too hard, and sat them outside on the benches. I returned and continued with my lesson, showing the students how to do a backwards roll on the beam and then helping them practice. Not even five minutes passed until Entitled Boy and Entitled Girl marched back in. Entitled Girl was crying a lot and it was clear her brother had had enough of it. Turns out she was unhappy that all the other children were having fun in the class and she was sat outside. As a teacher, it's my duty to console the students, so I called the children off the beam and said to stand where I could see them so I could talk to her. Eventually she stopped crying, but that wasn't until I heard a loud thud and a wail. Turns out while I'd been calming his sister down, Entitled Boy had climbed onto the beam and had fallen over onto the mats, which meant that now I had to console him. I put his sister down and rushed to check him over. He wasn't injured as the mats I laid out were very cushioned and heavy duty. I told him off heavily for going on there while I wasn't paying attention, filled in an incident report in case my boss asked me about it, and then continued teaching. You would have thought that the twins would have stopped there, but oh no they didn't. Five minutes until the end of the lesson, I decided to treat the kids by letting them jump off the blocks we had and do any sort of fancy jump when they jumped off. It was quite fun watching the superhero jumps and the twirls, and I thought the lesson could continue without fault. I was very wrong. On a little girl's turn, Entitled Boy and Entitled Girl climbed onto the blocks and both jumped off, knocking the little girl over. I caught the little girl, but Entitled Boy and Entitled Girl weren't as lucky. Entitled Boy landed first, and his sister on top of him, and they both hit their heads on the mat. Since the blocks weren't that high off the ground, I'd only put down a thin mat to cushion the landing of the feet. The mat does not cushion slamming your heads into it. The twins started crying and yelling, and I called in an assistant to watch the class while I took them to medical. I gave them both an ice pack and then realized that, oh crap, their parents are outside. Upon seeing me carrying their two sniveling children to the medical room, the entitled mother burst into the school and started angrily marching towards me. I swear I could hear her feet all the way from upstairs. 
She burst into the medical room and practically screamed at me. Here's how the conversation went down. Oh my darlings, what did she do to you? Note, I'm a trans guy, but my work doesn't know this, so I don't mind being called a girl at work. I say, sorry ma'am, they had a bit of an accident on the blocks. Entitled mother giving me a very dirty look said, well you should have been paying attention. I said, oh I was. Your children jumped onto the block while a younger girl was on it and practically pushed her off, and then fell on top of each other. That wasn't my fault. The entitled girl says, it was his idea. The entitled boy says, she's lying. Entitled mother says, don't freaking lie to me. I know that you were the irresponsible one here. I say, I can assure you ma'am, I saw what happened. There is no way I can accept responsibility for this because it was in fact the fault of your children for defying my orders yet again. I honestly thought the lady was going to yell at me a bit more, but she didn't. She went quiet and then had all of a sudden conjured up another thought. Well, as compensation for this terrible injury they've suffered at your hands, I think you should put in a good word for my angels and give them a good role in the show. Note, our dance school puts on annual showcases. This year, the theme is Alice in Wonderland. I say, I'm afraid I can't do that, ma'am. It's the dance school owner who decides the roles, not me. She says, look at them. My kids are in pain because of your misdeeds. The least you can do is put in a good word. Maybe let Entitled Girl secure Alice and Entitled Boy the Mad Hatter. Me getting frustrated now said, I'm extremely sorry, but I cannot dictate any roles for the showcase. You're going to have to hope that your kids get the roles themselves. Now, if you don't mind, I need to fill in an incident report. If I could kindly ask you to leave the medical room. The entitled mother stormed off with her kids in tow, and relief washed over me. I honestly hoped I would never have to deal with her again, especially since I was the one who got the role of Alice. Hope she's not too mad. Oh wait, I don't care. I think that OP should go to the owner of that dance school and put in a good word for them. Yeah, put in a good word for them to get banned from the dance school. Don't need any nightmare children being walking liabilities around possibly hurting the other kids while trying to just enjoy and learn dance. Our next story is from Bottomless AF. An entitled step-grandmother treats my best friend like garbage. So here's a little background information. This story isn't something that happened to me exactly. My best friend, let's call him Chris, he's 18, and I were playing games. He was playing on one of my old computers that I've loaned him since he's going into college next year and can't afford to buy one right now. I was on a Discord call with him when I overheard this conversation. It's a little relevant to the story, but Chris is a trans guy. He's honestly one of the hardest working guys I've ever met, and I have so much respect for him. The guy worked late hours while he was finishing up high school and barely slept so he could save up money for college. On top of that, it's almost entirely on him and his household to take care of all the pets his dad got for himself and do the dishes and get food for himself. So glad he's moving out when he goes to college. Anyway, so we're gaming on Discord a few days before Chris's high school graduation. High school seniors had off of school for the last few days before they graduate when Chris's step-grandmother starts yelling at him for playing games when he should be taking care of the pets in the house or helping out his family. She's basically yelling at him and I can hear every word she says clearly over Discord. It went something like this. You're finally downstairs. What have you been doing all day? I've come and knocked on your door every few minutes all morning. 
Chris said, Oh, I was sleeping. The entitled step-grandmother said, What time did you wake up? Chris said, 11. I decided to sleep in because I worked late last night. She replied, You sleep so much. Whenever we need you to do something, you're always either at school or at work or sleeping, or you say you're busy with homework. You need to take care of your responsibilities, young lady. Even typing that about a trans guy is like nails on a chalkboard for me. Chris said, I'm sorry, I just wanted a little time to myself. She says, you need to grow up. This is what it means to be an adult. You need to go take the dogs out again and feed them right now. He says, you've been down here sitting next to their cage all day, and yet you spent all this time trying to get me to do it? She says, it's not my responsibility. You're younger than all of us here, so you need to pick up the slack. Chris says, I do help out. I have school and work. That's why I just wanted a little time to myself before I graduate and go to college. I'm really tired from how little sleep I got last week. She says, we're all tired, okay? I cook and clean. You just need to start acting like an adult. In the real world, you won't have time for yourself. Get used to it. Chris was really angry, and I don't blame him. He was basically working himself to death already. After he walked away to go look after the dogs, entitled step-grandmother immediately picks up the phone, and I can hear one side of her conversation to someone. You see, my saint of a step-granddaughter who can't do anything wrong is gonna pretend to be a victim and cry to her father. I'll be in trouble as the wicked old step-grandmother like always. I mean, come on. She's never home when she needs to be to do work around the house, and when she is here, she's asleep. I wanted so badly for her to put Chris's headset on and hear what I had to say about that. Running to tattle on him to her friends or something is so childish. Chris is moving out in a few weeks to live with his mom and go to college near her place. And she actually respects his identity. His dad's whole side of the family has pretty much always treated him like crap. What do you all think? How much work does a kid owe their family? Adults, do you have to give up all of your time to yourself when you go into the real world? Trans rights. I've seen firsthand this kind of behavior. I've had relatives that tried to rope me into doing things like this for them too, and it especially sucks because they'll find every possible way to make you feel terrible and put you down for not giving up all your free time to go out of your way to do stuff for them. To me, in this situation, it sounds like a kind of thing where they're so used to being comfortable and kicking back while Chris is around so they've just come to have this expectation that they can make Chris do all the work and they don't have to lift a finger. I mean, it's pretty telling when they'd rather sit there and nag Chris until Chris gets bothered, when they could have taken one minute to just do whatever they needed for the dog and be done with it. All I know for Chris is when they move out, it is legitimately probably going to feel like the most freeing experience of their life. I just hope Chris can be able to keep their distance from any phone calls that come like bearing down on them. And our final story of the day is from some random idiot 14. No ma'am, your kid can't stab my dog. Okay, so I was talking with my current girlfriend and told her about this story that happened about three years ago. For context, I have a German Shepherd named Deuce. I got him as a gift when I was 21, 26 now, and he is the nicest dog you'll ever meet. He's nice around other dogs, I've never seen him bite anyone, and he loves kids. Important for later. At the time, I was fresh out of college and recently got a job at a tech company. I moved out into my current neighborhood that was not only close, but had ample backyard space since Deuce loves to run. I found a house and moved there. 
after about a month after moving in, I saw one of my neighbors outside. A nice older fellow we'll call Hank. I approached Hank and struck up some friendly small talk before telling him about Deuce. His face immediately became worried and he said, You might want to keep him inside. Karen hates dogs. I asked who that was and he pointed to the house on the other side of mine and explained that she absolutely despises dogs and once called the police on a man walking his dogs, accusing it of intentionally pooping on her lawn. I, of course, decided to laugh this off, said goodbye to Hank, and went back inside to check on Deuce. Fast forward a week and I let Deuce outside in the backyard to run, watching him to make sure he didn't try to climb over the fences. He had tried doing this when my parents were watching him. I then see a kid approach Deuce from the other side of the gate. We'll call him LG for Little Goblin. So Little Goblin called over to Deuce saying, Doggy, doggy. And I thought it was cute, so I went over to say hello. When I realized he had a wooden stake in his hand, he then slashed at my dog with it when he got close enough. But since he's a kid, his stubby arms couldn't reach Deuce through the fence before I called him back. I then went over and asked him what he was doing. Note, I wasn't even yelling, I just raised my voice a bit. The kid, having realized he'd been caught, threw the stake near his shed and ran back inside. I didn't think much of it and let Deuce back inside to double check to make sure he was alright. That's when I heard a knock at my door. I opened and of course there was Karen with her little goblin behind her. Are you the one who yelled at my kid? I took a deep breath and said, I didn't yell at him but I did raise my voice to. She cut me off saying, how dare you yell at my baby? I then tried to explain, well miss, your baby tried stabbing my dog. She looked over my shoulder and saw Deuce laying on the couch. No he did not, my little gremlin would not do such a thing. Besides, even if he did, your dog probably had it coming. This is when I started to lose my cool a bit and simply said, what? She then went into a rant about how that type of dog is dangerous, and how people like you are the reason people get mauled by dogs. I simply just ignored her, said bye, before closing the door in her face and giving Deuce a treat. About an hour later, there's another knock at my door. I roll my eyes thinking it's Karen again, but am surprised when it's the police. I open the door and say, how can I help you, officer? I see Karen standing behind them with a poop-eating grin on her face. Officer 1 said, we got a report that your dog attacked this child. Is this true, sir? Me, having realized what Karen did, said... No officers, her child attempted to stab my dog, she should have been watching him. Officer 2 said, can you back up that statement? I said sure, check near her shed, you'll see the wooden stake. The officers checked and found the stake, but for some reason still weren't 100% convinced. Officer 1 said, can we see the dog in question? I call out Deuce and he comes running out, excited to meet the new people. I gave him some commands and he gladly did them in front of the cops. I said, see, he's a very obedient dog. He would never hurt a kid. I then hear from behind me, it's true. I turned to see Hank. He'd been mowing out his backyard and saw the entire thing. Hank said, I'd seen it with my own eyes, officer. The kids had something in his hand and tried using it on the dog. The cops then asked Karen for her side of the story, and she makes up some obviously faked lie about how I sicked deuce on her kid for playing too loud and should be arrested for child endangerment. The cops look at each other, turned to me, apologized, turned to Karen, and gave her a fine for lying to the police. 
Karen was in disbelief that her story that she threw together in five seconds didn't work. For the next week or so, anytime I would let Deuce out, I would watch him very closely. I got a few dirty looks from Karen and an email from her saying she was going to sue me for child endangerment and emotional distress, but nothing ever came out of it. Me and Hank still talk about the event and laugh at it to this day. With a horrendous, vile Karen like that in the neighborhood, it's definitely time to get some security cameras installed. Any space on your property that that little gremlin can get to, or even the entitled mother, you want to make sure you got some eyes on that spot so that whenever they try to grab that wooden stake again, or try to put some kind of trap or throw something over the gate, I don't know, you'll have it on camera. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or, if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 